Welcome to the Asians Redefining Their Success podcast, where Asian professionals share their stories of breaking boundaries and switching into more creative and unconventional careers. I am your host, Yangshi Zhou. Hello, my amazing listeners. So today I have a very special bonus episode for you, where I coach Clover, founder of Unconventional Asians, live on boundaries. So this is basically a live recorded coaching session, and interestingly, it's my first time doing it in front of I think it was about three、um, hundred people watching. So for me, it was you know breaking myself. Um, limiting batteries, and for her, it was setting boundaries. So, if you've ever been thinking about getting coaching, or you know, curious how coaching is like, or wanting to know the difference between coaching and therapy, then I think you would really enjoy this episode. I also love that so many of you are prioritizing your mental health and investing in yourself during this time, and I think you'll. Really get value from this episode as we delve into our tendencies as Asians to suppress our own needs, avoid confrontation, and falling into people-pleasing patterns. I want to preface this by saying that if you are beating yourself up over this right now, as in thoughts like "Gosh, why am I such a people pleaser?" or "Why can't I just stand up for myself?" know that you can. Give yourself some self love and compassion right now, because growing up we were taught to be obedient. We were taught to be quiet, to be agreeable, to not cause a fuss. So it's only natural that this is the default way we're operating in terms of people pleasing. And the great news is that we can absolutely rewire our brains by shifting our beliefs. And making different decisions, everything is just decision making. And the first step is being aware of everything that's happening and what are your beliefs that are running your life, and therefore influencing the actions that you take. This is really important work. And in my coaching, I actually do both business strategy and mindset work at the same time, because. Your mind is at the root of all behavior and how you view the world, and because how we do one thing is how we do everything, chances are if you're having trouble setting boundaries in your personal life, then it's showing up in relationships, and will show up in your business. The upside is that once you get one of your area of your life really aligned, it's like the butterfly effect. Where all other areas of your life start starting as well. So, without further ado, here is the bonus episode on setting boundaries. Yay, we're live! Welcome everybody to our Facebook Live today. It's Friday, and、uh, today we have creative career coach Yang Shizhou with us. And because I know、um, in our community the biggest struggle is to set boundaries,、uh, so I'm gonna be your guinea pig, and <laughs> you're gonna see the whole process live on how a coaching session actually works. If you're ever curious、uh, what the behind the scenes looks like, so here's your chance today. So、uh, please let us know if there's any questions that you have. Type it in the comment section.、Um, we're happy to answer. Okay, so、uh, let's start with、um, asking Yangshi what her background is and how she became a coach. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on Clover. So like Clover said, um, I am a creative and business coach and I help Asian Americans break out with the traditional mold of working in a nine to five corporate and chase their creative dreams. Um, especially building a business that's both profitable as well as purposeful. And this um, does kind of happen through my own, I guess, <laughs> struggles or just feeling really, really lost and not sure what to do next. And mm -hmm. so I started doing side projects to help myself um, break out of my comfort zone. And mm. then that led to creating my own career boot camp and personal MBA where I was testing different careers. And then wow. just, yeah. And then in two months, I was able to get both writing clients as well as coaching clients. So I wanted wow. to teach other people how to do the same. And yeah. and yeah, and this journey, you know, it definitely took a lot of unlearning around mm -hmm. self-imposed boundaries as well as learning to set boundaries I think one of the most transformative moments was when I you know actually learned how to um how it looks like to stop people pleasing um mm -hmm. how it looks to you know say no stand up for myself be authentic and just boldly me and yes these are just things we were never really taught to do in fact I think in our cultures, we are encouraged to do the opposite, like listen to authority and stay quiet, put people's need before your own. So that is also why uh, boundaries is a really special topic for me as well. And I'm excited to coach you today on it. And so that other people can also see what's possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited and see me transform life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll address like one of the biggest issue I have in terms of boundary setting is that because I'm so used to suppressing my own needs that I don't even know in the moment that my boundary is violated. Mm -hmm. Then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, wait a second, that was actually not appropriate. The, but the person is gone or like, <laughs> like the, I haven't said anything. I would just smile and be like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. um, so how do I even approach that? <laughs> yeah, um, if, is it too late if I kind of go back and say actually that was not cool what you did like how, how should I position this mm. I don't think it's ever too late but I definitely think it's best when you learn how to gain that awareness in the moment that way right. you can basically carry it with you for the rest of your life so yeah. do you have a specific example that you're thinking of where mm -hmm. um, you wish you set boundaries or set clear boundaries um good question okay for example say i'm uh with my roommates right um and then say for example one person clean more than the other right <laughs> and then um like in the moment i don't say anything um even though i'm approaching them and i'm feeling kind of like off about it mm -hmm. uh, um, I don't say anything because I like don't want to be in conflict mm. with them, right? Um, but I know this is not comfortable. But at the same time, I just tell myself, "Oh, just suck it up. It's okay." They kind of do it, but not as often as I do. So maybe I'm being too picky. So the pickier person has to do more, <laughs> you know, type <laughs> of thing. And so I guess that would be an example. Um, that yeah, can we can work yeah. with that yeah. one first. So. For you, I'm curious, what's the motivation behind avoiding conflict? What's the motivation behind? It's just uncomfortable. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> like that whole situation. It's like I don't like it when people are like like I don't like it when when you have to disagree on something. Like I guess I'm very agreeable. So mm-hmm. when that happens, I'm just like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would just like compromise my own needs and be like, okay, like you can have it or whatever. Like, or I'll mm-hmm. just be more independent or do it myself mm-hmm. because that way then I can avoid that whole situation. Mm-hmm. It's getting better. It's getting better. But uh, <laughs> like, I still, it's almost like an automatic pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have this rule, whether it's mm-hmm. conscious or not, mm-hmm. around mm, it's. "Quote unquote bad," yes. To disagree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's true. I think I do. I think that comes from like family too, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, because I know there's one question that uh, Tony Robin asked, and they uh, he asked, "What do you have to do to please the parents that you crave the most attention from?" Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. uh, question for me was my dad, and I had to be low maintenance. Mm. I have to be independent. I have to not ask any questions or ask any help. Um, like the 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 least maintenance I am, the better. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. I guess it's so ingrained in me that I just don't like, yeah, ask for anything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the pattern that we tend to fall into, right? Like the mm-hmm. good girl or the good student. Mm, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So to be like the perfect yeah straight well yeah like model student even the model mm-hmm. minority myth as well even as a whole culture yeah so this is totally your brain trying to protect you mm-hmm. in terms of not going into conflict because yeah. going into that conflict feels unsafe yeah so how do i address that like like my i guess my question is because i know that consciously mm. but then but then subconsciously I still feel it like it's the logic and my emotion fighting with each other if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah what if you were willing to be uncomfortable and sit with the uncomfortable feeling okay okay that I can do I've done that with other things so so would you say like in the moment when I guess I need to voice my boundary I like take a few breaths and like sit with the uncomfortable feeling and just say whatever I have to say I guess what do you fear what do you fear from say voicing your needs in the roommate example what's the worst case scenario for you Mm, that it would be that they would be unhappy and that uh, I would still have to live with them, right? <laughs> so mm. it's like I have to face that consequence every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just more you... like I'm scared of their reaction to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you can control their feelings? No, not really. So why are you holding yourself responsible for their reaction? I guess that also comes back from childhood patterning. Mm. Uh, okay let's get a little deep here because um, <laughs> because uh, my parents are uh, divorced mm. and at the time uh, I was always their mediator like a uh, mm. messenger because my dad like obviously my mom left and then my dad uh, raised me mm-hmm. uh, but obviously everybody is not having a good time <laughs> uh, but I 
at the time I thought they were more in pain than I am mm -hmm. they are the ones getting divorced right yeah. uh, so I, I think I have this pattern of like everyone else needs this in front of mine because mm. I've done that so much like in my past that it like it's so automatic uh yeah so it just to even um like I guess honor myself um it's hard I have to say it's it's like weird as that sounds like mm -hmm. and I obviously it's getting better because of the whole self-discovery journey and the self-love type of thing uh but um it's just like breaking that pattern is something that I need to work on mm -hmm. yeah yeah so part of this is recognizing that you're no longer mm -hmm. the child little clover right that right. needed other people's needs mm -hmm. above your home right and recognizing that others are also you know fully responsible for their, their lives and for their emotions yeah. so recognizing that you don't have to caretake for others mm -hmm. yeah it's very important yeah but the, okay i know there's okay so logically i know <laughs> but how do i i think the hardest thing it's kind of like there's a lot of things I know logically. It's mm -hmm. just emotionally that still feel it. <laughs> so I think that's kind of the part that's hindering me from like further uh -huh. progress, right? So yeah. like, is there any tips or techniques uh, that like you coach people or um, that you've seen people done that is that helps them? With I would the kind say, of like processing that. Right. Yeah. I would say. I mean, this in itself, this coaching session is. Mm -hmm a way to process it because right. like you said, there's a difference between knowing something and yeah. really understanding it. I think That's now right. it's not about like what to do because you know mm -hmm. what to do, right? You know, um, you said it before that maybe I, uh, I can just, you know, withhold my feelings and just say it no matter what. Right. It's also about the emotional healing. Mm -hmm. So addressing it, kind of like talking about it is the part that kind of brings healing and that in turn helps with me feeling more complete and whole and then i'll be able to kind of set those boundaries later on hopefully mm. <laughs> <laughs> well you're complete, like anything is a practice you're complete and whole already um but right. this is about it's about seeing how those beliefs um are stories like it's mm. not actually happening now right but to your brain it's still very real mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah just detaching that right like that inner child from and even giving more giving some more attention to that little mm. girl clover right 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 and to say that it is okay yeah, to have so those needs what would you yeah. like to say to the little girl clover oh god i'm gonna cry <laughs> Oh my god, I could cry. Just think of what that makes you cry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what would I say to her? Holy. <laughs> um, yeah, that is okay to have needs, I guess. See, I guess nobody ever said that to me. So mm. just saying it to myself is healing too. So yeah, which is great. Yeah, I think it's, that's part of self-love. Uh, it's, it's, I guess, um, taking responsibility for our own uh, self-love, really. Um, and because I learned somewhere uh, from the Matthew Hasi retreat that uh, to have self-love, it means that 
um, you're your own best friend. So it's like, how will you talk to your best friend would be how you talk to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I guess, yeah. something that I took away from. But even though I know that, again, logically, it's like just doing this action right now feels different. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is healing, though, just to acknowledge that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I acknowledge your courage and bravery right here, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But I guess, yeah, everyone's uh, deserve to be loved and uh, to to have their needs met. But sometimes it's hard because you, you suppress yourself for so long that it's mm-hmm. it, it's like sometimes you don't. Well, I don't think I matter as much as other people, mm-hmm. uh, which is not true. But I guess it's it's so deep in the subconscious that, um, like that shadow side needs to come out right yeah 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 (laughs) what else else would you like to tell that little clover like really feel free to take some time to just sit there with a feeling and Mm -hmm. really just be with it there's no rush to be anywhere to get anywhere right I like that yeah (sighs) what else do I want to tell her well that you're already holding complete that you're loved and you deserve uh whatever feelings that come up they're valid Mm. yeah that would be another thing and then the answers are already within me (laughs) that i already know what i need to do it's a matter of sitting I guess uncomfortably like with the uncomfortable and and taking the action to voice those boundaries right Mm -hmm. then actually brings me to another question how do you then voice those boundaries in a graceful way (laughs) because sometimes I can just get like too emotional and then it goes like either I'm quiet or I'm just like aggressive (laughs) so so that's another thing that I guess I need to figure out uh, how to address as well. Yeah. Why do you need to address it in a graceful way? Mm, that's a very good question. Because I'm taught to, as a woman, that you need to be more feminine, that you need to be more graceful, and it would be actually a bigger impact um, for the other person if you respond in a calm way, right? Like, because, mm-hmm. like, if you're angry and violent, nobody responds well to that. And so I guess that's why you have to be graceful, I guess. That How would it look like if you took care of your own needs first? Say you're feeling emotions inside, mm-hmm. you're feeling a little bit angry or displeased. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Then I, I guess I wouldn't be as angry, obviously, <laughs> by the time I need to voice those boundaries. <laughs> then it will Ooh. come out more graceful anyways. <laughs> 
what I meant was actually those feelings are completely valid. Your emotions right. are completely valid. Okay, um, yeah. And so instead of worrying about how do I appear in a graceful way,、mm. what would serve you more in terms of taking care of those emotions, or not even taking care, but like, right? How does it look like to、um, to put yourself first versus other people? See that I feel selfish. <laughs>、mm. yeah, that's another big one. Yeah. Is is what?、Well, that's why I always put people's first because I feel selfish if I. It, it's like I rather give more and have less. Because、mm. it, yeah, I don't want to be seen as selfish. I don't even care actually. Interestingly, if people think I'm selfish, but for some reason. <laughs> so both opinions can、yeah. coexist. So part of you.、Mm. Don't care what other people think, and part、right. of you does care about what other people、hmm. think on certain things. Right. Interesting. Huh. Okay. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of different parts within us. Right. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So it's it's not binary. It's not black or white.、Mm. I think that's where the conflict comes in because、yeah. it's like. I care, but I don't care.、Mm-hmm. And then I want to do this, but I don't want to do this. Then it's like、mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> I'm like、yeah. confused inside. Yeah, and then you feel like you shouldn't be feeling this way, and so、exactly. that's like additional layer, the judge. Yeah, yeah. And I beat myself up for feeling、mm-hmm. that way, and then like the emotions linger longer, and then it's like okay, this is not helping the situation here. Exactly. <laughs> then, well, I mean, okay, meditation has helped.、Uh, journaling has helped. Uh, with me processing those emotions,、uh, but I guess I still always have this thing that I should come out like how what is the most diplomatic way to set those boundaries, right? Because it's like I can't just lash out at people like when something is well. I mean, most of the time I'm even not really that of an angry person unless they did something really bad.、Uh, but still, like I feel like okay, I should be this. <laughs> Very nice person. So that's also conflicting with my want to be more assertive.、Mm-hmm. I guess being assertive doesn't have to be、um, aggressive, though, right? Like you can be confident in wanting something,、uh, but you don't have to like yell your way out of it. <laughs> that's the thing.、Yeah. Um, What's your definition of a nice person? I guess agreeable as、mm, a nice、see? person, but then at the same time, it's not that attractive because if it's too agreeable, then they don't seem confident enough. See? <laughs> yeah. So your current、yeah. definition of a nice person is being agreeable.、Right. So、mm-hmm. of course, when you want to disagree, you don't because、right. then you think you're not a nice person.、Mm. So that definition is. Holding me back, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, like, is it serving you? Because、mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for somebody else, a nice person might be an honest person.、Mm, that's a good point. That's true. That's true. And I guess it's like I have to see and look at other people. Like, if they're honest, but they're honoring their needs, do I still think they're nice? Which I do. So why do I have a different standard for myself? <laughs>、mm, that's really good. Yeah, I don't know why. Yes, that brings me to another thing. Like, I 
tend to have a stricter standard with myself than others, which I think is good <laughs> because it's like, shouldn't I be harder on myself <laughs> and give more value to people? Like, isn't that what a good person should be? <laughs> mm. I don't know where I picked that up from, but. Yeah, the standards is really interesting. Why do you feel like you need to be more strict with yourself? Like, why is it that when other people take care of their needs, you admire them? Right. But when you honor yourself and your needs, you see it as selfish. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Yeah, why is that? If you had a guess, what would it be? Okay, not to blame my parents, <laughs> but but I think I picked that up again from them because, okay, uh, they were doing that uh, mm. when I was younger, um, but they have also changed though. Like they have also evolved too, that they've been honoring their needs a little more, which helped me heal a little bit more too, because they're being the um, example. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think this double standard has like completely gone in from my system yet. <laughs> but that's a very good point. It's like, why is it that I have to suck it up and other people don't? <laughs> mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, so it's great that you're being aware of where it's coming from. Right. And then the next step of the work is mm. unlearning that or right. you know, consciously choosing something that serves you better. Mm, I see. So so in the moment that I feel like like an automatic thought pattern comes up, this is kind of what I think I should do uh, is to kind of feel those emotions completely and fully and honoring them. And then... Uh, kind of try to get curious of where that comes from and then kind of replacing it with a more empowering thought. Yeah, so I'm noticing you're going super intellectual right now. Yeah, like all yeah, these yeah. things in your brain is just like, Yeah, okay, I'm very logical. Like, yeah, yeah. Step, right? yeah. It's like, give me the steps. <laughs> it's like practical. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you have the steps for a lot of stuff. Right. <laughs> How's that working for you? Well, I know I'm definitely like my own worst enemy <laughs> in terms of like stopping myself from doing things. Like I said before, when I was talking to my the little clover within me, I already have the answers as you've seen. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's like, ah, I'm still fighting. I just have to like the angel and the devil. I just like, mm -hmm. you know, go back and forth. Uh, plus, I'm a Gemini if that relates. It's like literally like the light and darkness and the, oh my god my mm -hmm. head exploding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of another thing that I need to. Uh, I guess and do I even need to? Mm -hmm. Like in a way, right? It's like where all this pressure coming from. <laughs> like at the same time. Mm. I guess like, like this again the standard thing okay that brings back to another thing I know I have a thing with uh it's like if I am not perfect I don't mm -hmm. deserve love mm. uh that That's comes from um my breakdown of my marriage so the mm -hmm. divorce thing yeah. uh, my parents actually did not give me that <laughs> it was um it was the divorce so mm -hmm. uh the way uh it it unfolded I felt like uh 
I was being judged. It could be my narrative, but at least that's how I felt. Um, so if I didn't constantly improve every area of life, mm-hmm. then that's what happened. Some, like, you know, the marriage wouldn't work. So then I try so hard to be like this perfect person mm-hmm. in every single way, like in terms of emotions, like yeah. mental health, like physical health, like everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't, yeah, honor the negative feelings uh, that are inside mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's another yeah. thing that I am unpacking, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I know a lot of people might relate to yeah. as well. If you do say yes in the comments, mm-hmm. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yeah so when you're being perfect how does that compare to how much of yourself do you feel like how much of how how much is that disparity when you're trying Mm. to be perfect versus being yourself well I mean most of the time I would say am I just really suppressed that most of the time I'm like it's fine (laughs) It's only re- really when those conflicts arise that mm-hmm. all shit starts coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm like, oh, everything's great, <laughs> right? Um, so that's why, like, the setting boundary thing—it's not a one-time thing. It's like all these uh, um, emotions that has been shut down <laughs> subconsciously yeah. for a very long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think so. Setting boundaries. Am I look like? letting your emotions out more for you it might look like expressing emotions more interesting okay so expressing emotions i guess maybe what i identify as negative would be anger i think that's the biggest one um crying obviously a lot of people have seen me cry in many videos (laughs) so that's my problem or vulnerability that's not my problem Uh, but i think it's anger specifically Um, kind of something that I feel like it's very taboo and especially as a woman very frowned upon Mm -hmm. yeah so it's yeah definitely but then but then okay again see that's how I was like but how do you express your anger gracefully (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how do you what what is your what is your story around anger like why is it quote unquote bad because anger is actually just a feeling like happiness right but what see what society says is not good to have anger or Mm. to lash out at you know i think that's like that whole narrative right especially for women and asian women it's gonna be (laughs) submissive and quiet and then uh and also my job before previously Mm. it was a flight attendant right uh, right. especially because in customer service it's Mm -hmm. like you know passenger being unreasonable at that moment I think actually that brings me to it uh I will have to be immediately shutting down my own emotions Mm. because you can't just lash out back at the passenger (laughs) yeah yeah so So you're used to shutting down yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and that would be like smile and okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then afterwards you'd be like what in the galley (laughs) yeah in terms of anger, how do you think, what do you think its purpose is? Like, because all okay. these emotions exist to tell us something, right? So right, right, what right, purpose right. is anger? Right. Well, I heard uh, that it's a boundary being violated. Mm. It's, you know, uh, a signal 
mm. um, to say that that's uh, what's telling me, uh, which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually I also feel like that situation is unfair. Mm. Then I usually feel anger because uh, I'm sure that feels different for everybody. Um, everyone's triggering points are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me specifically, I really don't like unfairness. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, which is so ironic because it's like, then I do that to myself. Like, ah, right? So like I, hmm. I maybe see it's a reflection yep. of me not treating myself equally. So when I see things not manifesting that way in the world, that things are not fair then it like it elicits this feeling of anger Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so how would it look like to be more fair to yourself i guess literally just honor whatever that i feel like (laughs) it's easier said than done right it is so hard (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's baby steps right yeah yeah so the first step might look like you telling the other person how you're feeling Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you down for a role play? A quick sure. one? Yes. <laughs> so oh, pretend. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I love doing with clients because no, yes, great. you all feel yeah. nervous, but yeah. afterwards you'll realize that wow. That's like it's, so empowering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So pretend I'm the roommate and okay. I did something and now you feel that anger. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to say? The typical response <laughs> is I say, um, it would be great if you can clean the bathroom. Um, maybe like we, you do one week, I do one week. So that way, like it's more even, right? So then we're just, then there was like no resentment from other, like either party. <laughs> I would say in a smiley <laughs> way because mm-hmm. I would think yeah, trying this to feels, tone down the anger. <laughs> this feels a little bit watered down, right? It doesn't feel yeah. fully authentic. We're not 100% there yet. Right, right. So what do you actually want to say? Ooh, oh my God, really? <laughs> but I actually, oh, see, like this is like the flight attendant response. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh do I (laughs) Um, you know what I feel like that this is quite unfair uh, that you have been uh, doing less of the work in terms of cleaning the bathroom and I feel resentful um, because of that um, unequal distribution of work so um, to just want to really tell you and be honest and be authentic with this like I just want to tell you how I feel and if we can like maybe divide this up uh, more equally and um, that way like we can just uh, you know take turns and and because I know you're a great person and it's nothing against you which just like I, I need to you know tell you that way then we can get this resolved yeah <laughs> how did that feel yeah not bad actually not that bad <laughs> Right. It felt yeah. a lot cleaner than the first version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. I think I still water it down a little bit because I feel like I need, like I can't just literally be like, you didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, right? 
<laughs> this is really what I'm really saying in my head, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. <laughs> but yeah. 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 I think there is um, some sort of like sequence um, and nonviolent yeah. communication yes, yes, where yes. it goes like, I feel, and then um, you like, describe mm. the situation of it and then you like make a request. So if that oh, is okay. like a sentence to them, you can absolutely follow that if that helps. But even without it, I think, you were able to express oh. your desires and okay, so, set boundaries. Right. So, okay. My very logical brain. So step one <laughs> is to address and state your feelings. And then number two is to tell the other person what the action can be. Is that what it, number two is? I'm actually not clear on the whole process. Oh, okay, okay. And I want to challenge you that what if you don't need a set process? Like you did right, pretty well without it, like, right? Follow a pattern. <laughs> yeah. It's like how it's system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. how would it feel to trust yourself instead of letting your intellectual brain take over? Because I think you know more. <laughs> than you're letting yourself. Yeah, I always like go the logical way. If well, I try to be intuitive, but then mm-hmm. I also try to be uh, logical. Like I, eventually I was always let the logic take mm-hmm. over. I think that also stems from my parents again. Everything, I just blame it on them. No, not that I'm blaming them. I think that's where it came from uh, because uh, especially for my dad, um, because I was raised by my dad. Mm-hmm. And so he was always like, okay, you got angry, but like, why? But where? Like, where does that come from? Like, it's like very systematized. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I always had to like logic out my emotions mm-hmm. and like validate them and explain. Oh, and plus my ex-husband. So it's like these two mm-hmm. men. In my life. Uh, so I think that's why I, I got into this habit of like, yeah, rationalizing. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. when they're not around me anymore, I still do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so it's great awareness for you to notice that pattern and mm. to realize that self-setting boundaries, a lot of it is all about experimentation. Mm, true. Like it's just yeah. like learning through experience yeah. which boundaries that you have, how does it mm-hmm. feel to express it and which mm. way feels the best for you to express it. I like that. I like that. That's true because everyone is different, right? Mm-hmm. In terms so there's of no set manual. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what is it? Well, I was going to ask you, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, that kind of answered the questions, though, for uh, the audience. Uh, if anybody has any questions at all, because there was a comment way earlier at the beginning is that I had a violent upbringing, so I believe conflict means fight to the death. Mm. I can see that. So is there survival instinct almost? Mm. Mm, I can see like that's very difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. conflict can mm-hmm. be different things to different people right yeah um, that's a very good point so but um yeah so i guess for me uh it's not so much survival which is more like uh it's like i don't deserve love it's mm-hmm. the part that i i think it's my trigger mm-hmm. but yeah some people see that differently so that's very interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and like at the end of the day love also is really related to survival right because if you don't have the love of your parents if you're younger then it can mean death so in my our brains Mm. um, those feelings are very very real conflict is feels very dangerous just as if like a lion came 
jumping at us. Right. right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's why like having community or having um, your group of people is so important. Uh, it, like the um, approval from other people mm. because it's survival. It's true. Like yeah. from a primal brain, even yeah. though right now, I mean, we still all need other people to survive, to have good sort of services exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think subconsciously, that's something that we still do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it could be detrimental to our mental health when we go too much one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And avoiding conflict and, you know, not seeing your, your true feelings sometimes, it can also be a direct reflection of, you know, how much approval do you want? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you not wanting other people to know how you actually feel in case they disapprove or disagree. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and, um, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I was just saying uh, someone, um, Serene here said you're too nice. <laughs> 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 it wasn't even the second uh, version was still too nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, yeah. you were saying, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of nice, like you get to decide how you want to show up in the world. You get to decide mm. if you want to be it's kind of like a toolbox, right? Like you d- decide whether you want to be gentle or you want to be feisty. Um, mm. But it's like being able to access both sides because you're yeah. comfortable with right. expressing yourself. Um, right. I'm curious right. for you, what mm-hmm. what's one insight or like the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway for you from this conversation, this coaching session? I guess it's the like how I have double standards. Mm. <laughs> like how I'm just... I, I kind of know that, but it like it's more integrated, I guess, that mm-hmm. concept of how like what, like and how I just also get triggered by the unfairness of it, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's completely actually related, because um, <clears throat> it's like um, I treat myself unfairly. That's why when I see other people being treated unfairly, that arouses anger in me, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I trying to avoid the boundary I'm trying to avoid that anger from the other person because I would feel that anger if I were them mm. if that makes sense uh, so I think that's kind of like what I took away from yeah it's pretty <laughs> mind-blowing right yeah yeah no, it's, it's almost kind of like a distraction like you're getting angry at unfairness from the outside and it's mm-hmm. kind of um, preventing you from seeing what's actually happening within inside of you for the time being but a lot of times yeah, yeah we're projecting yeah, 100%. So it's true, because I know that's the principle of like projecting onto other people. But mm-hmm. it's interesting to unpack this specific point for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. It's like a different, a deeper level of understanding. Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for like pulling that out of me. <laughs> and people seeing the authentic process of like what a coaching call looks like. I know this yeah. is like a shorter session because it's like a live um, <clears throat> thing. But usually you provide like a one hour uh, session, right? For your clients? Yeah. So for people who, um, I definitely do that for clients and for people who are interested or curious about working with me, um, I offer a one hour call similar to this where we really see what's at the core, like what's actually stopping you. Cause oftentimes it's not what you think it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then after we, um, I help you gain that awareness. And yeah. then from there we can have this, um, bigger space to co-create different possibilities together of the life that you want to create and the results that you want to create through coaching. Mm, cool. But you, I mean, not only do you talk about setting boundaries, obviously, but you, uh, your biggest 
uh, I guess clientele right now, you're focusing on the um, uh, transitioning from the nine to five job to a creative uh, business as well, right? So that's something mm -hmm. I would definitely need. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you enjoyed this episode and want to find out more about coaching or how coaching can help you, come check out my LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash That's Y-U-N-C-H-E-Z-H-O-U. It's where I post daily on mindset change, business strategies, and client transformations. So come hang out with me if you want to geek about these, as well as tidbits of my life here and there as I continuously set new boundaries and break self-limiting ones and redefine success for myself. See you there.